You're listening to Warwick Radio Online. The voice of Warwick, Rhode Island. Hello, and thank you for tuning in to Warwick Life on Warwick Radio. My name is Scott Nerney. I grew up in Warwick and have been a homeowner for over 30 years in our lovely city. My goal with this podcast is to highlight what is special about Warwick and how you can get the most from our seaside community. This podcast is being presented by the Warwick Center for the Arts, located next to Warwick City Hall, where amazing artists showcase their artwork year-round and their beautiful gallery, in addition to many exciting classes for children and adults. Our guests today are the leadership team members from the Warwick Public Library Satellite Branches. We have Diane from Appenog, Tina from Norwood, and Jackie from Connecticut. We really wanted to talk to them about what makes their branches special, how they serve the community, and everything that they have to offer. If you could introduce yourselves and tell me what branch you're with and how long you've been with the library group. We'll start with you, Diane. Hi, Scott. Um, I've been with the branch for, well, I've been with the library for four years now. And um, at the Appenog branch for about two and a half to three years. And I love it. Tina, uh, with the Norwood branch. So how long have you been with the World Public Libraries? I have been with the library for a total of 19 years. Wow. And how long in the branch? Um, probably for maybe 15, maybe more. In, the, in that branch? Yeah. Oh, fantastic. So you must have met a lot of people that have come up as uh, kids that are now adults and yes. walked them through the history of reading? Yes, I have. Fantastic. And Jackie? You're in the Connecticut branch? Yes, I am. I've been with the library for 18 years. I've been the branch supervisor at Connecticut for going on eight. Wow. So the same thing. You've seen people come through the whole library process. Yes. Yes, I have. It's it's fun to see. I know every branch has a lot of similar qualities and uh, reasons for people to going there, but I know each branch is also a little bit individual and different. Diane, let's start with you. Let's talk a little bit about your branch and what makes it special. Well, Appenog Library, being the oldest branch, has a lot of historical documents available to view um, of Appenog and other areas of Warwick. Don D'Amato, who is a Warwick Beacon writer and a historian for Warwick and other cities, had written and donated many books about the history of Warwick, uh, many of which are available at the Appenog Library. And right now we currently have a display up um, with many of the books of the history of Warwick. So that's always fun to check out. And um, we're a small, intimate branch of the main library on Sandy Lane. And all over the Appenog Library, there are cozy little nooks. You can grab a free cup of coffee and sit and read the newspaper or a book. And we also have three computers available for anyone to use. And we have free Wi-Fi, so you can bring your own laptop. And, of course, if you need help doing something on a computer or through an email, we can help you. And... um, I also post new postings, uh, job postings weekly from very various websites for people who are looking for a job, and we can help you start your resume if needed. And, you know, we also have printers and copiers and stuff like that. Wow. So it's kind of just, uh, as I would expect, a smaller version of what the, the big library yeah. is, but with a, more, a little bit more personal touch. Right. So, Tina, what makes the Norwood branch special? Um, really, uh, 
the close connections we have to our patrons and within the community. Um, public service, uh, community service means a lot to us. I've been on the executive board of the Norwood um, Neighborhood Association for a while now. I don't live in Norwood, but I think it's very important um, because I work there to have a very close relationship with my patrons, which is easier to do at a branch, get to know them personally a little bit better. Um, listening to them and providing them with what they want is a little bit easier as well. Um, do you find people that move out of the neighborhood that still come to your branch? Yes, all the time. Uh, it's a testament yeah. to everything you do there. Yeah, they, they move out to different cities, and they, they still come and see us, which is nice. When the kids grow up out of story time, they come back as adults with their own kids. Uh, adults that have grown up in Norwood come back and tell us stories of how they were kids in the branch. It's nice to see. Actually, it's nice. Our children's programs are very important to us there. Uh, I created a sensory bin about 12 years ago, which we've been doing consistently, um, which they love. They love that. And I create very big art displays there, which our patrons ask for constantly. And go into a little bit about what a sensory bin is for those that may not be aware. Um, our sensory bin, it's, I was basically hoping to provide some hands-on tactile play for the kids at the library. Um, it's been very successful in helping kids with autism or disabilities or even just kids that want to play. Slime is really big right now, I know that, but years ago it was sand or, you could, I mean, really you can use anything, but just a different type of learning that um, wasn't available to us. I used an old book drop and it just kind of took off from there. So we've been doing it ever since. Wow, that's amazing. And Jackie, what's the Connecticut focus? What really drives people in? I think it's there's two other girls, Penny and Betty, that work with me there, and we're a team. And we're a team for the Connecticut Library. It's patrons. Penny is a reading advisory. She knows everything you could want to know about. If you have something you want to read, she can help you. Betty is the crafting queen, as she's known around here, and she does a drop-in crafts. I focus on story time. And we have a parade, a craft, a story, songs, and toys that I rotate every week. So when they come in, there's always something new in the toy area to play with. And it's the same thing. We get kids. I brought my children there, and they did the parade. And now I um, never would think in a million years I'd be running the parade and it's, it's really amazing. It's great. The kids love the parade. The kids love the story time. And more important, too, you see the parents and the moms standing around talking, getting to know one another, and just having a little change in their day because being a stay-at-home mom is not its not, its not not easy. You know, we do get a lot of grandparents, too, helping out the stay-at-home moms. <laughs> and, and not to... to shine any focus away from the main branch but the thing that I'm seeing from the three of you is it really is community when we talk about the uh, maybe the buzzword is satellite branches but small community branches really seems to be what it's about with everybody 
getting to know one another. It's not just a drop your child off and babysit. They're learning if parents are sticking around and understanding what's happening. Tina, you're helping kids with that, that need some special attention that may not ask for it, but really appreciate it. Uh, to me, that really seems like a huge win for the community. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, we, we work, like Jackie said, with, with her staff. We have, you know, our staff at Norwood as well. Um, everybody knows Miss Ann at Norwood, and she does an amazing story time. We have such great programs there for our kids. Um, we've been doing the 24 Books Before Christmas program for over a decade with our community, and Annie does a um, decorating cookies program in the winter. We, we just, we provide services, we're able to provide those services and do those things, um, you know, like the other branches do. In, in a smaller environment with getting to know these people and their kids, and it, it's, it's really nice, it's really, it's really special. Let's take a moment and talk about the physical buildings and their history. There's a lot to talk about here. Some of the buildings were originally library use and some were converted from other things. Let's take a look at that. Diane, tell us a little bit about the Appenog branch. So the village of Appenog is a former seaport and mill village. And at one time it was named the Appenog Free Library and it was established by the local citizens in 1885 and it had headquarters inside Warwick City Hall. And as the town grew and space was at premium, Henry Budlong, a prominent local philanthropist, gave $25,000 in 1925 for construction of the Appenog Library. And it was built to serve as headquarters of the Appenog Free Library Association. And it now houses the Appenog branch of the Warwick Public Library. Very nice. Tina, what is the history of the Norwood Library? When did that start? From what I understand, it has been a library since 1907. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's a long time. A very long time, <laughs> yes. And Jackie, for the Connecticut Library? The Connecticut Library in 1916, a small group of Connecticut residents got together to form a corporation of a library. Wow. So you guys are, between the three of you, it's... Over 100 years of library. Yeah. You know, things go bump in the night and creak a little bit, yeah? They do. <laughs> and tell me a little bit about, in your branch, Diane, uh, there's things that aren't necessarily library-related. So you have some, some groups that gather there and some other events? Yeah, I'm excited because we just started a crochet and knitting group where people can get together and socialize and if you don't know how to do either, some of the ladies are willing to help you learn. So they meet on Wednesdays, 9.30 to 11.30 at, you know, at the library. And we also have a variety of games and puzzles and uh, coloring books for both adults and children to use anytime we're open. And then we have a book group that meets the fourth Friday of every month from 11 to 12. And then we have the newest thing is our Lego club. And that's for ages six and up. And it's on Mondays from 3 to 4.30. And there are plenty of Lego Legos available. And they can either create their own masterpiece or you can use instruction project books that we have available. <laughs> now, that is fantastic. Um, yeah. That, that would, I, I know some adults that would be going into that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's great. <laughs> I did one. 
And Tina, what's what's heading this summer at the Norwood Library? Um, we're always looking forward to summer reading, which starts in June. We always offer drop-in crafts, and Miss Ann does her story time. Um, we do have Lego Club, which mm. just started recently as well. Oh, great. And um, we are excited. Food truck night typically happens twice a year in Norwood, which we are open extended hours for. We don't have dates yet, but that usually does happen sometime in May and again in October. Okay. And um, I'm actually very excited to be working uh, with the Warwick Collaborative Substance Abuse Task Force this year at their family event, which is in Norwood, Saturday, May 14th. So Great. that's exciting. And we'll put some links on the podcast show notes for you folks. And Jackie in Connecticut? For the summer, again, the summer reading, which is all the library throughout and story time will continue. Drop-in crafts will continue. We have a knitting group every Wednesday at 1 o'clock, 1 to 3. And we have a book group that is the last Tuesday of the month, which goes all through the year. Thursday nights, I'm hoping to have a craft throughout the summer for all age children. And that will be a weekly craft. And as time goes on, I'll It'll, you, you come in and you'll know what, which one it's going to be and what we're going to do. And I also have in the works a teacher who wants to volunteer to do homework help, reading help. She's been in the uh, 30, 40 years teaching reading specialist, actually. And she would like to do something there. So if I get anyone interested, that is something that this woman is really looking forward to try at the Connecticut Library for the children in the, in the area. Great. And that will really help keep their skills sharp for the summer? That's what we're hoping. Great. Or catch them up if they're Absolutely. having some problems. Absolutely. It's, it's been a tough couple of years, and I know, you know getting through COVID and everything that kids may or may not have been able to participate in school, going to the libraries and, and utilizing the skills that you guys have are, are really going to help a lot of these kids and adults get back into the swing. And we are starting to see it pick up. Yeah. I think. I think so, too. Good. Yeah. Great. Thank you to Diane, Tina, and Jackie for spending some time with our audience today and sharing insights on Warwick life. It's a great time to be in Warwick. And for those not living the Warwick life, come pay us a visit. Stop at these fantastic branches. Introduce yourselves to this leadership team. They'd be thrilled to help you out in any way possible and see what we have to offer. That wraps up another edition of Warwick Life on Warwick Radio. If you have any comments, content suggestions, or questions, drop us a line at warwicklife at gmail.com. Thank you to Tester Manuelian for our lead-in and closing music. She's a music major with an incredible career ahead of her. Lastly, don't forget to check out Warwick Center for the Arts at warwickcfa.org. See you next time. You're listening to Warwick Radio Online. The Voice of Warwick, Rhode Island.